Good day, listeners. We present to you our podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. We discuss a variety of topics that are important to the church. Examples include sexual abuse, all types of addictions, religious abuse, and recovery. This platform provides counseling sessions, meaningful question and answer, and a counseling continuum. Our co-hosts include Ms. Lolita, Personnel Director, Mrs. Tennille, our Technical Director. We have an impressive array of program contributors. And I'm your host. My name is Prince, founder of Antioch Youth Center, 5013C program, licensed counselor, now retired. So join in this exciting podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and be a part of the healing process. But friends, tonight we have a special guest. Let's give her a hand. I'm so glad she's here tonight. Let's give her a hand. Thank you. I'm going to ask this Lolita to introduce her tonight, if she would, please. We're so privileged to have Shanna Craft. She's an artist, a small business woman, a mother, a wife, and a very good friend. Thank you for coming with us today, Shanna. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Two people stand before God and they promise one another to love each other as long as they both shall live. Our topic today is betrayal. It happens all too often in our land today. We look forward to something and then, and then it's over. Take a few minutes, Shanna, and let us know about your beginning. Um, well, my husband and I, we were um, young when we first got married um, back in 99. And um, it started out, we were happy. We, we loved each other very much and things went really well. Um, I had a daughter from a previous relationship and everything was going great. No complaints. <laughs> Would you say there were signs along the way that told you something was going differently? Um, yes. Um, we decided to have a child about five years into um, our marriage. And I, I saw signs, but I think I was, um, you know, I didn't want to admit that there was something going on. And so I, in my mind, I I think I kind of buried it and hoped that it would go away. And um, I was very sick during my pregnancy with our son. And uh, that's when the first incident, um, he came home and said, I'm in love with someone else and I'm leaving. Wow. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was the first time that that happened. And we've been married 23 years now. And I think that it's happened probably about four or five times um, during that time. So that that was the first time. From that time 
where did you find yourself? Did he leave? Um, the first time he left and I was, I was shocked. I mean, I, even though I guess I saw the signs, we were young and I had, I didn't know what that meant. And, um, I was pregnant. So I was scared. Um, and he left for a few days and came back and we worked through it the first time it, um, it was hard, but we got through it and I thought we were past it. And then it happened several more times, um, throughout our marriage. It was the same woman that he kept leaving. Um, and it was usually, you know, maybe a few days or maybe a few weeks. And then he would come back and we would work things out. Um, until the last time it was a lot longer. What was different with the last time than the times before? Um, I'm not sure what exactly made it different, but he was gone longer. Um, and, you know, it was still, it was just as shocking, I think, the last time as the first time it happened. Um, mm -hmm. It was uh, my son's 13th birthday at that time. So this was about five years ago, and um, I had been at the store getting things ready for the birthday party, and I came home holding the cake <laughs> in my hands, and he said, I'm not in love with you anymore, and I'm leaving, and he literally walked out the door, wow. and <laughs> I just stood there shocked. I thought, he'll be back. I don't know what I was thinking, but... Um, I think I told the kids, you know, he's going to be gone for a few hours. He'll be back. Of course, he didn't come back. And um, he had, um, they had moved in together is what happened the last time. And so it was, um, you know, over the course of a lot of months that he was gone. So um, I think this one was a lot harder just because he was gone longer. Did your friends and family try to give you advice? No. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I had a good support system. I have good, you know, family and friends. And, um, you know, for me personally, especially the last time, I, I had to rely on God. I was, I was so hurt. Sure. I mean, sure. I was, it was. I mean, of course, emotionally, the rejection was bad, but I mean, it was so painful that I was physically sick the last time mm. I struggled to function daily. Wow. And I'm very lucky that I'm able to work from home. So I think that that helped because I had to rely on God to get through, I mean, literally hour by hour every day at the beginning, because I... I I mean, I'm ashamed to admit it now, and, but I wanted to kill myself because I was so hurt by it that I didn't even see it coming the last time. I was shocked. <laughs> you said that you wanted to kill yourself, um, but you felt felt no ill toward him? I mean, I was mad at him mm -hmm. for leaving us, um, but... I loved him and I, I, 
I didn't want him to leave. I liked the life that we had and I wanted him to come back and the kids wanted him to come back. Um, but no, I, I, I don't think I was necessarily bitter. I, I was mad, but I wanted to work it out. That's admirable. That's admirable. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So what was the turning point? Okay. How did you allow him back? Well, it was a long process. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like I said, I was, I mean, I was really struggling day by day to function, um, to take a shower, to make food for my kids, to go to the grocery store. I mean, those things were unbearable almost. And so um, I knew that I had to rely on God to get through. And so, you know, as much as my friends and family wanted to comfort me and they were well-intentioned, a lot of times even talking with them, just, I didn't feel any better. Uh, there was no relief from the pain. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that relieved that was prayer with God. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes I would go 30 minutes and I would start crying again and I would have to just go right back into my room. I'm on my knees. I'm praying with God. I'm yelling. I'm screaming sometimes because I, you know, why is this happening? Why mm -hmm. are you allowing this to happen? Why can't you change him? But over time, you know, I learned that the only relief I got was from God. And Amen. So that that was that was what I did. And so for weeks that went on that I just <laughs> over and over throughout the day, I'm on my knees praying with God to get me through the day. And so through that, um, he, of course, helped heal some of that pain and that rejection. Yeah. But then yeah. he started to prompt me that. Um, I needed to begin to not only pray for him, but I needed to pray for the other woman too. And um, I think that was kind of the beginning of sure. what sure. got us to where I could say, okay, if he ever does come back, you know, what does this look like? That, that was kind of the beginning. So, if I can just, uh, just stop for just one moment, please just put a comma here. If you've just tuned in, this is wounded hearts, wounded churches. Our podcast meets each Thursday, and we talk about these things that church people do come in contact with. You might feel disenfranchised, forgotten about. Well, not here. We're here for you. Many have been devastated, upended spiritually. We want to support you. We want to let you know you're not by yourself, and we're here to implement those three things, healing, reconciliation, and forgiveness within the church. We thank uh, our speaker tonight, so eloquent and so heartfelt. So tune in for some more we have with her right now. Mr. Lita, you have some more questions? You were able to get to the point through God to pray for the other woman? <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> I know that to God. Wow. Yes. Oh, <laughs> um, I had felt God prompting me that I needed to begin praying for her. And I'll admit that it took a little while that before I could do that. Um, I actually remember coming home one time and yelling out loud in my house, like, why are you making me do this? Because it was, it just felt so painful and it felt like 
I'm the one who needs help. Why Why do I have to pray for this person that caused me so much pain? Like, why are you putting me through this? But I trusted God and I began praying for both of them. And at first I really didn't even know what to pray for. I, you know, She had been my friend at one time and it was, it was. Wow. Wow. So painful, but you know, (laughs) over time, yeah, over time, I, I ended up, you know, this would become a daily thing where I had to keep praying for her, both of them. And I felt like that really lifted things that really helped me get through every day. And I started to feel like the, I started to feel real change. Um, both in myself, but then later I found out in my husband as well. Yeah. Any questions from our listeners? Yes, I do. Mr. 313 asks, did the children say anything about him leaving? Um, well, my son was pretty quiet about it. He was um, 13 at the time and I knew that it was hurting him, but he's, He's my tough little boy, and so um, it was hard for him to voice how he was feeling. My daughter um, was grown at the time. She didn't live at home, but um, she was very hurt by it, and he hadn't called her to tell her what was going on, and so she took that very personally, and it took a long time for them to to patch that up. Yeah. I have another question from Carrie Ann. She asks, now that your children are older, do they know what happened? And if so, are they in the place of forgiveness? Good question. Um, Yes. They were old enough at the time to understand what was going on. Um, Like I said, my daughter was grown and it hurt her pretty badly, but um, she's fully forgiven him. And like I said, it took a while, but we got through that. And my son, he was a little trooper. He, he did, he did good. Wow. Wow. So when something happens of this magnitude more than one time, it seemed like the whole world knows. So how did, how did you deal with the fallout of the world knowing? Um, I think that was one of the most painful parts for me because, um, I had identified so well with being the married woman and I, even if people didn't know, but I I think a lot of people, you know, my family and friends knew, but even if they didn't know, I felt going in public places, like somehow there was a neon sign over my head that, you know, this person is broken. There's something wrong with her. She's not good enough. You know, her husband loved her and yet he still left because she was worthless. All those things. Mm. And, um, yeah, that was something that only God was able to, to build me back up and show me that I was worthy of love. Wow. Well said. Well said. You mentioned once about being sick and then you were told to pray. Can you elaborate for us what happened? Um, are you talking about, um, are you talking about when I prayed for him and he came back? Is that what you're referring to? Or, um, um, well, you can tell that one. Then we'll do, we'll go on to the other one later. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it had been several uh, months, and I was starting to feel like God was really working on 
helping me to become more independent and, and getting back my own identity, even though I still wanted him to come back home and I wanted to be married. But he was really helping me to, to start being a person again. And I had been praying for both of them. And um, we, my husband had called, we talked on the phone, um, making arrangements about, you know, my son. And he had asked if I had talked to anybody else, if I was seeing anyone else. And um, <laughs> I had had one conversation with someone, my friends had tried to they were trying to help and wanted me to talk to someone new. And I did and hated it. And uh, when he asked me that, um, I didn't want to lie. I wanted right, us to be right. truthful with each other. So I said yes without really explaining what that was. And in that moment, um, I think he finally felt he was pushing away those feelings. I didn't know it at the time, but he was pushing away the feelings of, you know, that he had left us. And I think in that moment, he realized that he was going to, to lose us. He was going to lose me. And he just began sobbing on the phone. I've never heard him cry like that before. And um, I was so shocked. I, I didn't mean to hurt him. I wasn't trying to. But after that, I went home and I prayed and I just got down on my knees in my bedroom and I just prayed that God would use that mm. uh, moment to to change his view, to open up his heart and and help him to forgive himself and come home. And while I was praying, I I saw the light on my ceiling and I saw a almost like a silhouette of someone leaning over me. And I felt God prompted me that, you know, the enemy is always listening. And he oh, yes. wanted this yes. moment. Yeah. He wanted that moment yeah. to be yeah. when I gave up. And mm. I didn't. I went home and I prayed. And the next day my husband called me and he said he was at work and he was thinking. And he said it was just like a switch went off in his mind that mm. he knew what he wanted. He didn't want that life with her anymore. He wanted to come back home. And I just knew at that moment, I'm like, that had to be a God. Because yeah. all these months yeah. he ignored me and he pushed me away. And he wouldn't He would admit to his feelings. And then to think that just God just turned a switch. And that's how he described it. And I knew that that was God at that moment. I, I knew it was. And, and, you know, after some time, he was able to come back home after that. Wow. What, how would you describe your personal relationship with God before and afterward? Oh, um, I mean, I was a Christian before and I felt like I had had a good relationship with God, but I felt like God showed me that I didn't know what I was <laughs> talking about because I, he brought, he, that situation forced me to become close to God because without mm -hmm. him, I wouldn't be here. I mean, right. I wanted to die. I literally wanted to kill myself and I had never thought of thoughts like that before. And I think it it showed me how I mean I was every 20 or 30 minutes leaving work and going and praying because I couldn't get through the day and if that doesn't show you how much I needed to rely on God I mean 
it brought us so close. And I would never have learned how much God loved me and how worthy I was of that love without going through that. Yes. So your life, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, just to reiterate, um, and I think you answered the question, Mr. 313 asks, did you feel like you became closer to God? And I believe you made that clear that since this incident, you yeah. had a wonderful relationship. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in the midst of the pain, there was some good things that came out of it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And the family is whole now. Yes. <laughs> What wow. advice would you give to someone that's going through now the beginning of it? I'm seeing stuff, but I'm not, I'm not admitting to it. Um, first, I would say both to men and women, but especially I think women, because we have a tendency to want to think that we are overreacting or that we're being too emotional, um, that it's okay to... Trust your intuition. If your gut says something's wrong, then you need to examine that. Um, and I think, too, you know, I always like to just pretend like everything was fine. Nothing here is wrong. Let's not talk about it. And if we don't talk about it, then maybe it'll just go away. And I think that that probably made it worse. And, mm -hmm. and I had to wonder, you know, if I would have addressed it sooner you know, could we have avoided that? I don't know. But um, I would say, trust your gut. If you feel that there's something going on, you, you need to talk to your spouse and find out what's going on. Friends, our time is beyond gone. So we have to have her come on again, if you don't mind, Sister Lolita and Sister Shan, if you would, please. Friends, this is the podcast, Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches, and we're here for you. But I've just got us. He said some real dynamic things tonight. And for example, she talked about killing herself. People that commit suicide are not crazy or just off. They are hurting so bad they that's want right. some relief. They that's really right. do. And that's the issue. But we thank God he brought her back. Uh, she talked about having a support system. That's what we are here to you. Support system for those who are listening uh, tonight. She talked about how God heals and he heals physically, but also he heals spiritually and mentally, too. He's a psychologist. And I've got about eight others, but we're going beyond our time. But the last thing that she said was very poignant is that she relied on God, yeah. that that situation that caused so much pain, so much discomfort, got able to heal her through that. I'd like to have her back if possible. This is Wounded Hearts, Wounded Churches. And again, we're here for you. People we bring on here, they've been through, and they want to let you know how God brought them through. If you're hurting tonight, he can bring you through too. Thank you for our guests, for our panelists, those staff people, Salidas, Janil, thank you again. We'll see you next week. May the Lord bless you. Amen.